Up For It with Courtney Ammenhauser. The best of the week. When I was listening to the record, it had like this really big coming of age energy on it. And I wondered, you know, what the catalyst was for writing it as it's your third album. People might have expected it from perhaps the first, but I'm interested to know what was the, the reason behind it for this record. Well, I was still coming of age when I made my first record (laughs) and uh, even kind of my second. And I don't really know what coming of age means. Like, does it just mean like songs about when you became who you are? Uh, Or is it teenage years or something? Because, um, or is it really like just when you become an adult, like that era? I'm not sure, but I, I do feel like I, there's way more in that genre than I think people give it credit for. Cause like everybody's experience is different. Yeah, totally. And I kind of agree. Like it's like coming of age is quite broad, really. It's like, yeah, maybe I will come of age many times in my life. I don't know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> continue to evolve. My age changes every year. Like I, I feel like I <laughs> coming of age all the time. Yeah, which- I think that like, change is unavoidable so it'll it'll keep happening i wanted to ask you about the title home video and like why you decided to call it that so my dad took tons of home videos when i was growing up and they are like images that i've returned returned to throughout my life and i feel like i learn about who i am from those because the camera in ways like can't really lie like that actually happened Um, and he didn't film everything, but he did film down to like minor details, like me sleeping as a baby and like me backstage at a talent show and just shopping at a store. So yeah, I feel like I actually do have a pretty good idea of what I was like as a kid because of all those videos. So I thought that these songs were kind of like in the same vein as his impulse to document everything. It was like me telling those stories myself and like, I don't know, I guess it's an homage to him. And what about your hometown, Richmond? Can you tell me what it's like there? Yeah, I think it's, it's changing a lot right now. I really love Richmond. I recently moved just cause I've never lived anywhere else. But um, when I started traveling a lot, like the main thing people knew about Richmond is that it was the capital of the Confederacy and the civil war. And so it has this like really racist and horrible past. But um, last summer, people started to tear down the Confederate monuments and like our statue of Columbus. And just like, I feel like the city is really calling for death to colonizers right now, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I, it's a food town. Um, there's a big river that people do like river sports in through the middle. Um, it's small enough that like, there's a good chance you'll run into somebody anywhere that you go. And, uh, yeah, I like it. How many people live there roughly? I feel like maybe 300,000. What's it? You said that it's changing a lot now. And in the song, Hot and Heavy, you talk about being back here makes me hot in the face. Are you singing about Richmond? Being back here makes me hot in the face. Hot blood in my pulsing veins. Heavy memories weighing on my 
Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm singing about Richmond, like returning home, but also it's like returning to memories at all. Like uh, rereading journals or watching the home videos or uh, reminiscing can just feel kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Um, where do you call home these days? I mean, Richmond will always be home, but I, I live in Philly right now. Yeah. Do you think that home is a physical place or more of a feeling? I think it's more of a feeling. I think that the best thing would be to make your body your home. I feel like at my very best, that's how I feel. Like wherever I am, I'm home because I'm with myself. I don't always have access to that feeling, but when I do, I feel very like grounded. Um, I want to talk about VBS or Vacation Bible School. Um, can you tell me about the place? It's the name of the song, which obviously you know on the album, but I'm interested in the place as well. What was it like there? Yeah, so it takes place like many different places and I've went to so many, but usually they were like a set of cabins in the woods and um, with like a central meeting hall that there would be like church services and eating and like crafts and stuff like that. And uh, in a lot of them, there's like a service element. Like I remember one VBS, like I went and helped organize at a charity shop um, that was really British. It's like a thrift store, but it was like for charity. Um, or like we paint a fence or we'd help repair somebody's house or we'd package up like hygiene products for homeless people, like cool stuff, you know, but um, like in the evenings, everyone would like go and sing and pray and cry and have like heightened emotional states. And I think like everyone there was like a pubescent kid. So I think it was like a unexpected breeding ground for romance. Um, if you could even call it that at like 12, but I think everybody contracted crushes at church camp. Yeah, which you sing about in the song. I love the part where um, you, you mentioned Slayer that your BBS boyfriend was into and then the song just gets really hectic. I'm like, yeah, so good, yeah. such a great moment. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I haven't talked to him. I wonder what he would think of the song. He'd probably be like, rock on. He was definitely like a rocker dude. Are you still in contact at all or not really? No, like I, I know I like know how I could get into contact with him, but like our circles aren't the same. Um, you mentioned that at the, in the evenings at VBS you would sing and like there'd be all of this like emotional, heightened emotions and stuff. Do you think that VBS impacted your songwriting? It's hard to say. I do think that the answer is yes. Not like what I write and how it sounds, but songs had such a purpose in church settings. Like they were supposed to teach something or be like a receptacle for people's stuff. Like, it's almost like they needed to move the plot forward. And so I do think like, I think of songs as like a space in which 
something has to happen or like a point has to be made, which I love a lot of music that the lyrics are not are, are just purposeless or like I like a lot of music where there aren't any lyrics. But for me, I think that I try to be concise and um, like to the point and I want it to be communicative. And I think I probably think about it that way because of church. Is there anything that happens at VBS that people might find surprising or unexpected? I mean, absolutely. I think that people think it's like a really wholesome place, but plenty of kids do drugs at church camp. Plenty of kids have sex at church camp. I think also like maybe a little trigger warning for this, but a lot of people at church camp were involved in like self-harm. There was like kind of a community of self-harm, um, which I don't think is talked about enough. Um, so yeah, I think that it can be a, I would say darker atmosphere than you'd think, but it's not really darkness. It's just like honest, like that is stuff that kids go through all the time. You bring up the impacts of being raised like in a religious environment on the record a few times. Um, I noticed it a lot in Christine um, at the start of their song. How do you think that impacted you growing up? I think that I learned a lot of things without even realizing that I was learning them. I mean, that's how childhood works, like even language, like you don't know you're learning it until you already know the language. And um, it just was second nature, like all of those beliefs, all of the behavior, worship, you know, like praying. And it took a really long time for that to not be like my core of like everything that I thought about. And um, I guess it's pretty typical, like what happened. Like I just stopped going to church when I moved out of my parents' house and like went to college. And I wasn't like pining for that. Like I really, like I had a really strong faith and then I don't know what happened. It just stopped making sense and it started to feel wrong. And it's hard to say why. It's probably as hard to say why as it would be to explain like having faith. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I'm I'm better off now. Like I think that I was more judgmental or like, I don't know, I, I wanted things out of people. Like I wanted to convert people when I was a child because I wanted them to be saved. You know, there was this urgency of like, before you die, you really have to, you know, say that you believe or else it's for your life is lost. Yeah, it feels like um, there's a lot of black and white in religion. And now perhaps you're like, well, there's lots of gray actually mm -hmm. in between. Yeah. Um, you have your boy genius bandmates on a couple of the tracks. Are there any plans to do more with that project? No plans, but we do talk a lot. And um, it was really nice to feel like we were all supporting each other. And even recently, I've been feeling a little like weird. The closer I get to the release day, I just feel like sick. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I actually just got the first physical copy of the vinyl. And I like read through my thank yous and they're so extra <laughs> and I wrote them so long ago and I like named the people that the songs are about. I don't know. It's just making me feel sick that I said this much. Like I, 
I don't know. Like, like I just much? can't believe it's going to be out forever. And I don't know. They understand things like that. I'm kind of getting off the rails, but like, I just know that I could bring them this and they would just implicitly understand. When did you write it or the bulk of it? Like started in 2017 and I wrote through 2018 and 2019. Probably 2019 is when I finished most of the songs and then recorded August 2019. Do you ever feel like, you know, you write them a few years prior and then obviously the recording process and then everything post that and then it gets released and there's that gap of time like does that feel strange as an artist or is it just like you're used to it because that's the process i guess for my last two records they came out a year after recording and i was used to that but for this one it was two years and one of those years was covid you know like it feels so much farther in the past for me and i i still think the songs are good i hope people will like them but i feel like when i listen to it i'm like that's a completely different person in a completely different world like it already feels so different yeah um which isn't bad it's just like kind of disorienting yeah i imagine and like the belly flip and like the oh here it comes Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, what's next for you? Are you? I see you're touring in the UK. That's in 2022. Oh, 2022. So yeah. our actual, our first show is on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We're going to Colorado and playing a show. I mean, y'all have had shows in Australia, but like it hasn't been the case <laughs> here. Um, Where in Colorado are you going? Red Rocks. So it's like a beautiful place. I've never been. Um, I um, I saw Foster the People play there like in 2012. Wow. (laughs) It's an amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I I really, it's like, I can't wait, but also I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Like Mm -hmm. I could totally see breaking down. I could totally see like screaming like be it could feel so good it could be like the biggest high of my life or it could feel so weird it's hard to know i might hit up my australian friends to ask what it was like to go back to playing shows yeah when was your last show um i guess well actually last week i played at um a funeral so that was actually it's not really a show but i that was the first time performing for people, but before the pandemic, like early March of 2020. Yeah. So over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope it goes well. I'm sure it'll be full of some kind of rich feeling either way. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited for everyone else to get to listen to the record. I really love it. Thank you. It's Thanks. kind. This was produced by FBI Radio in Sydney, fbiradio.com.